I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now, today I've got for you three fantastic revenge stories, starting off with an absolute classic. All right, picture the scene. An 18-year-old is messing about with some sparklers in their back garden for 4th of July. One of them accidentally, you know, goes in the wrong direction and, well, sets fire to the garden, including the neighbor's fence. Look, accidents happen, and the neighbor and OP understand that, and they agree that OP should pay the cost of the fence, you know, rebuilding it. However, when the neighbor comes back with a cheeky $10,000 bill for fixing a raggedy old fence, OP says no. I'm not gonna do that. So what does he do? Well, he gets a lawyer in, goes to court, and makes his neighbor look like an absolute mug. Accidentally burned down my neighbor's fence, and she tries to milk me for $10,000. Judge humbles that butt up real quick. This sub has gotten me through a lot of boredom and has provided me with hours of entertainment. I figure it's my turn to tell my revenge story. So it's been about four years since this happened. I was about 18 at the time working for a security company. There were constant call-offs and no-shows. I've got no idea why. But being so young and naive, I was constantly working 16-hour shifts and not coming home until 8 a.m. Also, I lived with my father at the time. The time frame of this was around the 4th of July. I finally had a day off and my best friend was back in town for vacation. We decided to get together and chip in on some good old American fireworks. To be fair, I've had nothing but bad experiences with fireworks, so I had no idea why this would be any different. We got home with the fireworks and we laid them all out on the floor. Sparklers, bottle rockets, cakes, and Roman candles. I say, why don't we mess around with some sparklers, since it's still not dark yet? Great idea. We go into my backyard, where it hasn't rained in well over two months, and it's extremely dry. You see the problem here? Well, one of the little sparklers from mine and my friend's sparkler made contact with the ground and made two small fires that quickly spread to a large area. I ran as fast as I could to grab the garden hose and quickly started spraying down the fire. It was no use. It was spreading faster than I could spray it. I handed my friend the hose and called 911. What felt like hours was only four minutes and the fire was spreading to the neighbor's fence. The neighbor came outside and they were fairly calm to grab their hose and spray down the fence along with the dead grass in her yard. The fire department shows up finally and I tell my friend, only one of us needs to get in trouble. You should leave. He was reluctant to leave because he felt equally responsible, but I convinced him. I didn't want him to get in trouble and have to drop out of college. My neighbor was actually super chill about the entire situation at first. I told her that we could talk about replacing the fence and get some quotes to repair it. She was just super grateful that everyone was okay. About two hours after the fire, 
the arson fire investigator came to question me about what happened i told him the truth in inverted commas i said i was in the backyard by myself playing with fireworks and i accidentally lit the ground on fire i'd gotten off that day without being hit by any charges and was commended for actually being honest now here is where it goes downhill very fast about a week later i get a knock on the door from my neighbor I opened the door and she handed me two pieces of paper for me to look at. There was a quote for the fence valued at around $4,000 and an estimate for lawn care valued at around $6,000. Now these were really shady and seemingly just typed out on a Microsoft Word document. No logo or company name. She then adds, I'll also be having you pay my water bill for three months because my new yard will need lots of water now the fence this woman had before was raggedy and falling apart her yard dead grass weeds everywhere never mowed it now looking at this paper she wants a mahogany fence and a brand new backyard with flowers and trimmed hedges i said yeah i'm gonna need to get an estimate myself This doesn't feel right. She says, Remember, you agreed to replace my fence, and a real man keeps promises. I shut the door and called my dad to tell him about what just happened. He flipped the F out and told me, Son, don't you give that idiot a single dime. He gives me the number of a local handyman and tells me to take care of it. The next day, I had the guy come out for an estimate, and the neighbor ran outside flailing her arms. I did not give you permission to get an estimate on my fence. Technically, it separates the property line, so it's both of our fences. She then calls the cops on me for having a contractor, and they ultimately can't do a single thing because I'm on my property. He quickly finishes the estimate off at $1,200. I also knew a guy who did lawn care from my time working at the grocery store. He estimated the lawn reseeding while she was away from the house to be about $800. After I get these estimates, I give copies to the woman and she is having none of it. I don't know these people. I don't want them near my house. They're probably really trashy contractors. I replied, No, I know them personally. They're really nice people and they do great work. She shut the door in my face and I went on my way. I ended up working a 16-hour shift that night and got home at 8 a.m. And this woman comes knocking on my door at 9 a.m. demanding I speak to her. I explained, I would really love to do this, but I just got home and I've got to be back at work in less than five hours. I need to sleep. She goes, What kind of lazy butt sleeps in until 2 p.m.? At this point, I had about lost it and told her, you can either accept my $2,000 for my quotes or kiss my butt and get nothing. She stood there for a while with her mouth gaped open, but she accepted my offer and planned to meet down at the notary the next morning. I spent that night after I got off work, writing a contract and gathering the $2,000 in cash. The next morning, I wake up and grab this contract to meet down at the notary. I was thrilled to finally be done with this broad and never speak to her again. I waited for her for over three hours and she didn't show up. I get a call from her saying, I'm sorry, look, the $2,000 isn't enough. I'm having my guys start work on this project and you will be paying me full price. Oh, really? After that, I didn't say a single word to her and I watched for a few months as these guys turned her backyard into an oasis, complete with a small pond, brand new sodden flowers, 
the whole nine yards. I then come to find out she had plans to remodel these things for a long time and was just waiting for the opportunity to go through with it. Also in this time, she used her remodel funds to go on a trip to Hawaii. You know how I found out about this? Well, she was bragging about it on the neighborhood Facebook group and didn't know I was in it. I've got a different Facebook name than my real name. So then, are you ready for the revenge? Now, four months after the fire and all the remodels, I get served papers to go to court for $10,300. At 18 years old, I'm having to hire a lawyer to work my case. When we finally do get into court, I lay everything out. The quotes, being harassed multiple times, her not showing up after agreeing to a deal, not wanting me to get my own quotes, which is required by law, by the way, and her bragging about screw me out of money. And I've got proof of all this. The judge looked at her and said, Mom, with all due respect, you're out of your daggum mind. Not only did this young man tell the truth about what happened, he offered to pay you more than he was supposed to. Your lawn was already dead before the fire occurred. Therefore, he's only responsible for the fence at 1.2K. I will also deduct from this her lawyer fees at $800. So, I burn this woman's fence down and all I'm having to give her is $400? Cool. She took a huge financial loss from this. Not sure how much the Hawaii trip cost her, but she was now in serious debt. She ended up having to sell the house because of it and move into a smaller one. I've not heard anything from her since. Where do I even start with this one, guys? Seriously, trying to take advantage of someone for just an accident? Horrible. Going on a holiday to Hawaii just because your neighbor accidentally set your fence on fire and you're just using them. It's what? (laughs) What are you doing? Come on, they're so poor. But don't get me wrong. Yeah, your neighbor should have to pay. OP should have to pay the damage that they cause because, you know, it's a communal fence. Fine. It's it's part of the neighbor's property as well as it is yours. And if she was the one who, you know, spent the money on it, doesn't matter how raggedy it is, you need to pay how much it would be. That's completely fine. And yes, if her lawn required some money as well, fine. But not $10,000. It's just a fence. Like, what you got going on in there? Is it, got, is it all like touchscreen or something? Is it like a massive TV screen, the IMAX? How can a fence be worth 10 k Are you nuts? I mean, look, clearly this woman is just trying to take advantage of you, OP. But you did the absolute right thing. I mean, look, she would not expect you to have done that, right? Get the lawyers in. Bring the cost down. Make it look like an absolute mug. Sending her into a downward spiral of debt just because she asked for too much. I mean, look, she deserved it brilliant scenes all right then now moving on to our second story of revenge that left a bad taste in his mouth this story is what happened to my darling husband but i know the people involved very well as i used to work in the same warehouse until april this year my husband let's call him mike worked in a warehouse for a big international furniture company in southern germany he liked the work even if it was hard labor carrying 150 kilogram that's 330 pounds for you americans pieces of furniture around because of this the staff turnover was pretty high one of his colleagues we will name him steve started at the same time as my husband they weren't friends as mike didn't like him but he respected him as a hard worker due to customers coming in all the time the warehouse staff didn't have required breaks they just took their lunch break when it was possible 
Some use the break room with the basic kitchen, some went out to eat or go to the supermarket on the other side of the road or did errands in the 60 minutes they had. But either way, you had to clock out and back in. Now this will be relevant later. Soon, they realized that brought in lunches went missing from the fridge in the break room, as did sweets they'd bought to share and also drinks. Since it was rare that two of the workers took their break at the same time, they weren't sure who stole them. They also weren't allowed to bring up a camera. So, Mike and the warehouse manager decided to take matters into their own hands. Once in a while, when it was slow, they decided to order food. Mostly pizza, sometimes burgers. And my husband, me as well, loves hot, spicy food. I'm actually pretty sure that there is no blood in him. That has to be hot sauce flowing around. Anyways, we've got a nice assortment of powders and sauces, ranging from a little tickling to we'll turn your butthole in a Johnny Cash song if you don't get that surgically removed right now. Husband, of course, had some of the sauces at work. You all know where this is heading, right? When the thefts got more and more regular, they decided to order pizza. Just Mike and the manager. The others didn't want to or had something else. The pies got delivered and smelled delicious. Miraculously, both my husband and his manager were able to take their lunch at the same time and enjoyed their pizza, but didn't finish it. Mike took out one of his sauces with a scorching 2 million scoville. For those not familiar, regular Tabasco has about 2.5 to 5,000 Scoville and distributed a generous amount on the leftovers, which blended in great with the red tomato sauce. Then they left to have a smoke and continue working. They hadn't had a chance to clock in again when Steve emerged from the break room, running for the bathroom, his head a very nice shade of red, gagging. When he came back out a few minutes later, he was white as a sheet, reeking of vomit, and he left without a word to get something to drink from the supermarkets. Just then, the local stores manager, boss of the warehouse manager, happened to drop by. He noticed Steve is absent and didn't clock out. The big no-no. What nobody knew was that Steve had already had two write-ups for being absent without clocking out. If you get three write-ups, Abmadnung in German, for the very same reason, you can be terminated without notice. No idea how to pronounce that. Sorry to any German speakers listening. When Steve returned, clutching three packs of milk closely to his chest, the third write-up and the termination was already printed and ready to be signed. Steve left immediately. He now works in another warehouse, where a good friend of mine is employed too. None of their food has gone missing yet. Wow, what a double whammy. Not only has poor Steve, well, look, I say poor, he kind of deserved it, but still, poor Steve has had to endure 2 million Scoville units. If you don't know much about spice, let me just tell you, that's insane. That's like off the chart of spice. You can't get that at any restaurant ever. That's actually insane. But then he gets fired as well. Something that your husband, OP, wasn't even planning on happening. He didn't even realize that this was going to be his third, you know, absent moment of his working career without clocking out. A fatal fatal error really for big steve eating just one slice of pizza i mean to be fair i don't actually imagine he got through one slice probably one bite was enough vomit all over him then he's fired jesus what a bad bad mistake fully deserved though i have to admit hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And now moving on to our final story of today's episode. Revenge is a dish best served very, 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 very cold. In my young 20s, I moved to a new city to try and start my career and life. Money was very tight, but I was confident I would get things up and running. In my job search, I came across a promising opportunity at a small firm. Instead of offering me the job, the owner said he would like me to come in for two days and work instead. If it was a fit, they would hire me, and if not, they would still pay me for the two days. Money was so tight at that time that I figured taking the bus to and from the job was a luxury I could not afford, and I walked an hour each way to get there. As I said, money was very tight. I did good work both the days and worked very hard, but it wasn't a fit. The owner then tells me, I know we said we pay you, but it's just too complicated to set you up for just two days, so you'll just have to be happy you got the experience with us. The way he acted really rubbed me the wrong way. I was mad as I really needed the money. But as I was trying to find a job, I figured it wasn't in my best interest to make waves as word may get around that I was difficult. I did, however, decide that someday, some way, I would get my revenge on this owner. I did find a good job that led to a great career, but I always kept tabs on the owner, looking for the time and place to get some revenge. And even a few times, I considered some more juvenile methods. Just short of 20 years past. Now that is insane. That is a long, long drawn out revenge. Anyway, now I was very senior in my chosen profession, but instead of working for a small firm, I was a leader in a very large national company that hired firms. As it turns out, we had a large contract come up that I was the lead executive on the procurement team in the area the firm operated in. Things have changed a bit over the years, but bidding on these contracts was at the firm's expense at the time, back in the early 2000s. However, to safeguard them from wasting too much money, the bidding would be in stages. Well, sure enough, the owner and his firm put in an exploratory bid. They were not perfect for the job, but they could actually do it. So I assisted in them moving to the next stage, and the next stage, and then the final stage. The easiest thing I could have done was shut them down right away and got a little bit of revenge, but they were qualified, so I didn't do that. There was some risk to letting them go through to the end though. Though I was the lead, it was a team decision, and to be honest, if they had the best proposal, despite my thirst for revenge, I would have voted for them. The proposals and presentation came in, and luckily the other firm was a bit better, and we went with them. Normally, the executive lead didn't deliver the bad news in the bid process. But I volunteered to take on the call and that was my little dose of revenge It was fun to call the owner who had no idea we met 20 years ago and tell him we were impressed with your proposal But it's just not the right fit. I know you must be disappointed to not get the contract But at least you got great exposure to our process I know I should have used his own words from 20 years ago, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Well, you weren't too far away. The firm must have done about 200 hours of work on their proposal. 
So I figured that that was enough payback for my 16 hours with 20 years of interest. Yeah, I mean, brilliant once again. It's crazy that you remember this after 20 years. That must have, you know, really hit you hard. And fair play, if an owner says to you, right, that you're going to be paid for two days work, especially at a time where clearly money was super tight for you and you couldn't afford to just work for two days for free. I mean, to be fair, who can? That is crazy. I guess that is the sort of thing that you'd remember for 20 years and want to get revenge on the person who did that. So yeah, fair enough. Brilliant stuff. 16 hours, 20 years ago, 200 hours now seems fair to me. I mean, to be fair, it's still not really fair because these guys knew what they were getting themselves in for, right? It was just a proposal. They were trying to get your business. They knew that 200 hours of work could ultimately end up with nothing as it did. That's part of the process, right? But you agreed. The manager, the owner agreed to pay you for two days work back 20 years ago, no matter what happened. So in many ways, that was actually way worse than what they did. They just legitimately didn't get the deal because there was a better firm. I think, you know, I think he could have gone a bit stronger. If there was some sort of, you know, financial thing you could have done to draw a bit of money out of that firm and, you know, make them think that they should have just paid you the money back in the day. I mean, how much would it have been? Two days work? What's that? A hundred dollars? A little bit more? Hundred and sixty dollars? Come on pay that surely how tight are you anyway guys that is gonna do it for this one really hope you have enjoyed it you guys seem to have been loving the revenge videos recently they're actually like some of the most viewed videos on my channel over the past couple of weeks so if you want another one that's actually way more dark than this one let me just tell you that check it out on screen right here if you're new to the channel subscribe up here and turn notifications on for daily reddit videos see you all tomorrow with a brand new one even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.